Right in his face. Buddy Heald oh, fires a three ball. Wow. Walker. Tap back. Buddy Heald. You know, you called it. He's so athletic. So good around the rim. Heel twists. Are you sure? What a move by Buddy Heel. What a tremendous one-on-one maneuver. Latin takes it out. Here's Buddy Heel. The three. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, a one-point oh, game. Try it now. Does your mic work now? Does your mic work now? I can't. I don't know what's going on with your mic in there, man. Uh, how about now? Does your mic work now? I I know what. I got steelied. Steely must have been in studio. No, he, he turned had, off the mic? He turned off the mic. Oh, nice. Gosh, dang it. My fault. Well, I'm sure what you were going to say was just insightful, inspiring. Oh, uh, I was just, just going to say... What a broadcast that you had tuned up there. How about that? Eight years ago today, man. Crazy. Uh, Buddy Heald, one of the best single-game performances in OU basketball history. Came up just short in uh, Lawrence that night, that one-versus-two matchup. But is that a game that OU fans still look fondly upon? Like It's easier when you can look back at that year and say, yeah, they capped it off with the Final Four run. You know what I mean? And not that you ever want to lose, but yeah. my God, like even though it was a loss, it was just such an epic game, and he had such an epic performance that it's at least worth bringing up eight years after the fact. It is. It's crazy that that was eight years ago. Um, it does. I mean, a, a lot of times you feel like things feel like yesterday. That doesn't feel like it was yesterday. It feels like it was quite a while ago, but uh, eight years, maybe not. And Gosh, is is this the best team since we've had since then? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean it's not a full sample size, but yeah. it sure looks like it now. I mean, I was about to say they haven't been ranked this high since then, but that's not true because Trey Young, yeah. uh, they were in the top five at at one point right. early on in the season, or you know, early on in conference play. That's right. But but like just team, like overall team, it 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 really feels like that's the case. It does. And last chance, perhaps, to get Kansas in Fog Allen this year? Going to do it. Going to uh, do it. Going to snap the 30-year streak. The only question on that game is, are you going to be there or not? And I've been trying to get you up there for the a couple of weeks now. The answer to that is yes. <laughs> no way. There's no way. <laughs> I'll bet who, whoever wants to uh, – well, whatever wager. I don't, I don't think you'll make it You're up taking there. any wager yeah. right now? Uh, that was I've, – I've seen a lot of great OU basketball seasons in my lifetime. My childhood was Hollis Price, Qantas White, Ebby Raw, that group, making the Final Four in 02, Elite Eight in 03. But that run that Buddy and the boys made eight years ago, that's, mm. that's my favorite OU basketball season of my lifetime. That that group's just special. It was wild. Buddy. It was wild. And what was great, we talked about, I remember talking about it at the time, having a, a superstar quarterback and a superstar basketball player at the same time on campus with uh, Buddy Hield and Baker Mayfield. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, man. 
It really was. God, that was that was a heck of a time with those two mm-hmm. big personalities. Like you had the biggest star in college basketball, and certainly one, if not the biggest star in 2015 in college football with with Baker Mayfield. Yep, that was crazy times. Crazy times. Yeah, it was. But um, I uh, got some interesting notes on the OU basketball team Uh-oh. that uh, that we'll uh, relay later on in the show today. And Sugar Shade of Newcastle says Dick Vitale has to be top three of all time in his profession. How, how does that just hit you without really thinking about it? Top three of all time. Well, what do we consider his profession? Is it like, are you you're just talking college basketball? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't know if he meant like, like sports broadcasters because that's a little, that's a, more oh, okay. I see what you're asking now. College basketball, absolutely. Like when yes. you think of college basketball broadcasters now, and probably even 20, 15, 20 years from now, you'll think of Dickie V first. But in all of sports, if we're talking top three, I don't, I don't know if I'd necessarily go there. Well, you know, I don't know. A lot of people, I'm not sure everyone necessarily l- likes Dickie V and his style. But he has to have the most recognizable <laughs> yeah, voice yeah. in style oh, ever. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, no one else sounds like that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, good Diaper stuff. dandy, all of that. Uh, Britt Musburger, uh, you always go back to your childhood, I guess, at mm-hmm. times, right, when talking about, uh, well, this, this guy was the best, whatever. Britt Musburger was my childhood calling college football games, so I normally have him ranked. A bit higher than most people do. Yeah, what's, but I love Musburger. What's cra- crazy about Musburger is, you know, whether it's 2016 or like 1984, it kind of sounds the exact same. I know it's beautiful. So you're not really sure what game you're listening to. Right, whenever you first hear Musburger, it's like this could be within a range of like 40 years. A lot of respect sure. for Musburger too, because uh, you name him a random college football player, and he'll probably say. Oh, yeah, he's from uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Like, he probably knows ex- Teddy Lehman. Yeah, it's Fort Gibson, Oklahoma. Called a bunch of big-time football games, that's for sure. Uh, just college hoops, most iconic voice, says Sugar Shane. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to stay there, Has I, to uh, I think I agree with that. Has to be. Well, yeah. Well, rest of the season should be fun. Big game on Saturday coming up big for, one, uh, for OU basketball. Opening up uh, conference play. I don't know anything about ISU. Are they – they any good this year? Uh, I think they have two losses in conference play. I think they're a bit eleven and two. Like I think if you just looked at the the schedule and what they've done up to this point, and not really dug into their team, that you wouldn't come away super impressed with them. And I still think they have some question marks. I I think there's more uh, more to Iowa State than meets the eye. Is, yeah. is what I would say. Yeah, they're eleven and two on the season through non conference play. But yeah. I, I think they're. They're, they're a pretty good basketball They'll team. be good. I, we all know mm-hmm. that. How good? Not exactly sure. Um, I don't know. I, I get it's funny with, with this Oklahoma's Hoops team. I'm optimistic. Everyone's really been talking them up, obviously, where they're ranked. For whatever reason, I'm just kind of lagging behind. Um, lagging behind, like uh, in expectations. Oh, I'm not. I'm You've not been hurt too much, or what? Well, I just, I'm not sure. It's college basketball is really difficult. There's so many teams, so many good players, 
it's hard to like like whenever you say Oklahoma's like ranked number eleven, like are they really eleven? I mean, I just for me, it's hard for me to get on board with that at this point. Like that that they're legit. One of the ten best. That teams was a pretty so. common thought after the North Carolina losses. Ah, they're better, but yeah, that ranking was a bit of a sham for those guys, and it showed it. But I, teams have off nights in this sport. Yeah, man. and I don't know that it's a, I don't know that it's a sham. It's just it's interesting that they were given that much credit that quickly for a team that has never played together. Like, you know, it's one thing. Like, and not a super, like, super tough non-conference schedule. They beat right. some good teams, but it's not like they, they went through the gauntlet to get to right. that ranking, yeah. Right. If they would have been, a, a like, a sweet 16, sweet 16 team last year and had a couple of guys coming back, including your best player, then I would be like, okay. But we ramped up from nowhere to, like, inside the top ten in such a fast – amount of time i just i was like i yeah i, I don't know i can't I, I can't absorb that right now it's way too much i'm just gonna ride the way for uh yeah. for for as long as it lasts man it's like we it's get fun. zero credit for anything in football and maybe rightfully so and now all of a sudden we're getting a ton of credit for for what we've done so far in basketball this quick Seems shocking. Let's uh, let me run through some of these texts here before we see if we agree with ESPN or not on something. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma Johnny says best on campus superstar duo: Mayfield and Buddy Buckets or Bradford and Blake Griffin. Ain't close. It ain't even close. Now I'm not talking some different about, personalities. Yeah, between those two. Well, yeah, I guess maybe we're. I don't know what we're necessarily talking about whenever you say best on campus super. Like when I think a superstar, I forget how good they are or what their teams did. I'm talking about the personality yeah. and the crowd that they generate. It's it's Baker Mayfield and Buddy Buckets, yep. and it ain't close. Kobe was like, oh, my gosh, watching uh, Buddy Heald in that Elite Eight game against Oregon. Bradford and Blake Griffin said all of about seven words <laughs> between the two of them their entire college Should just let Blake Griffin do stand-up on campus, and he was said, uh, said a lot right. more, you know? That's right. Nine one eight KU fans gave Buddy a standing O in that epic game. Also tried getting tickets to the last OU game in the fog. Jeez, KU ticket prices are way out of hand. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're very right. proud. Uh, supply and demand. Just wait a little bit closer. Maybe wait a little bit closer to the game. Drive or just sneak and, in. Sneak in. Yeah, sneak in. I prefer Bill Raftery, but Dick Vitale is great. Slim Brady says, imagine Musburger calling the Sugar Bowl the other night. <laughs> yeah, he got in a little trouble call, calling a couple Sugar Bowl games late in his career. Uh, Bo- it, both involving OU games, mind you. Is that one referring to like the live uh, Bourbon Street? Uh, shot oh, before yes. they come back. Yes, it is. <laughs> Boy, text line's really gotten some mileage out of that the past few days. I'll tell you that much. I can hear Musburger now. Boy, you were looking live at the uh, at the beads on well, Bourbon he, Street. He did say on air one time, oh, yeah. I wonder if he would have made that same <laughs> weird voice that he did uh, 18 years ago or so. That's great. Uh, okay, let's see if we agree with ESPN or not. Well, okay. let's see if you agree with ESPN or not because I already know the answer. Who was uh, OU's MVP this football season? There's some good candidates here, but who was the MVP? In, in my opinion, or who, am I trying to guess what ESPN I, know, I, I don't care about what you think of their opinion. Just let me know what you think. 
Who was the MVP this year? Who is the most valuable player for the University of Oklahoma? Boy, he's really thinking about this one, isn't he? Stall repeating the question, the the most commonly used stall tactic. Well, I it's interesting. <laughs> I it's I think it's got to be it's got to be Dylan Gabriel. Okay, Dylan Gabriel. Final answer is your MVP this year. B- biggest moment, like what helps look at the season as a success, is the win over Texas. And Dylan Gabriel led the epic drive, the legacy drive. That's kind of where I arrived as well. Like the Texas game to me solidifies Dylan Gabriel as the MVP. Well, I just try and view it as who who is the least replaceable player that we have. Like if this guy wasn't on the football team or was plucked away from the football team what where would we have been and what would we have finished and i think dylan gabriel was was probably the guy that you had to have the most and mainly it's just because of the position being quarterback i mean that's 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 what you get you know the guy is has the biggest influence on a football game more than anyone else so that's probably where I would go. Okay. Well, who? what other names were you thinking of or considering once you were repeating the question to me well, and installing while you were pondering it? All right, most valuable player. I, on defense, it was Stutzman. Um, like you, could, you could say like Drake Stoops with the way that – how clutch he was and the way he ended the season. I mean, you could go a couple of different routes with it, but – if we're talking about who had the biggest impact on the year and I, we couldn't have got to where we were had they not played the way they did, I, I, it has to be your quarterback, Dylan Gabriel. ESPN goes with uh, Billy Bowman. Say, OU's MVP choice sparked some debate. As a strong case could be made for Dylan Gabriel, who had, well, here's the yeah. stats, and lifted OU past Texas, solid opponents, whatever. Uh, but the Sooners' turnaround in Venable's second season could be traced to the defense and players like Bowman, who earned first-team All-Big 12, and his season was filled with big plays. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, Dylan Gabriel was tremendous. An Oklahoma source said consistent, hard worker, leader. He was everything that you would want, but they give it to to, to Billy Bowman. And, and, and like, I, I am heavily grading Dylan Gabriel as my MVP based yeah. on that Texas drive. How could you not? But it was a clear line, and we talked about it before the year. You want to talk about a successful season? It's 10 wins. Then we start the conversation. I don't think nine gets there. Dylan Gabriel had the legacy drive to get you from nine to 10. Billy Bowman had the legacy pick six to get you from nine to 10 this year. Well, not only that, Dylan Gabriel may not have the opportunity in the Texas game if it's not for Bowman and that play he made down on the goal line. Fair point. I mean, it's it's a it's a strong pick that I probably should have gave more more thought to, but since you ambushed me, um, you're welcome. I went with the safe answer and Gabriel. I I can't hate on that. I thought they were gonna. When you leave it up to ESPN, I thought they would have said something ridiculous. But Caden Green, they would have put that Caden in there. Green, yeah, that's <laughs> actually a pretty good pick. I can't argue with it. Yeah, and not that the defense was just always fantastic this year. I mean, it it had some bad moments for sure. It had some good moments too. But how many times recently could we have had this conversation at the end of the year and realistically have thrown out multiple defensive players for MVP of an OU season? 
And you were able to do that. I mean, ESPN picked Billy Bowman, whether you agree with it or not. Danny Stutzman was obviously a candidate as well. But it feels like it's the first year in a while where you could realistically say, all right, I've got at least two defensive players that I can argue for MVP this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so hard to pick a a defensive player as MVP, as the most valuable player. We're not talking about the best player. We're talking about the most valuable, meaning what are you without that guy? It quarter, it's just weighted so heavily towards quarterback. Um, and you, you also got to factor right, what's, what's behind him. And we had a true freshman behind Dylan Gabriel, and I think like, obviously if he plays the whole season – He's probably not playing like a true freshman after he gets, uh, you know, some snaps under his belt and some games under his belt. But hard to hard to go away from quarterback. I uh, yeah, I go DG one, and for number two MVP, I go with the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line for bullying Jeff Lebby from uh, running jet sweeps the final two games of the year. <laughs> That's the MVP. The text MVP's line was the, the number base? two MVP in uh. really strong consideration. Between uh, those and and Dylan Gabriel. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's... I guess it's interesting that you lose your MVP to Oregon. And, you know, whenever it happened around here, it was cooked in. Most people expected it, that he wasn't going to be back, whether it was NFL or, or transfer portal. But... You know, you've lost your MVP, and you know most people are still optimistic about what the future holds, and maybe even more optimistic than they were previously, as far as like the quarterback position. The ceiling is higher um, with with Jackson Arnold. Now, whether he ever gets there, yet to be seen. Um, but we'll see if we can weather the storm without the MVP. Maybe he'll be the MVP next year. Maybe it'll be Bowman again. The race for the MVP begins now. Is that a good thing? Is it a good thing if at the end of next year you're saying Billy Bowman's the MVP? Um, Probably. I would say pro. I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, is it best possible scenario? Maybe not. But I don't think it's a bad thing if a defensive player who's already really respected is the MVP next year. Maybe it's the uh, kicker from Florida State that they got today who didn't kick at FSU last year. Maybe that's their MVP. Could be. Someone able, is able to make consistent 35-yarders, then it's maybe just, half the text line will be ready to name him MVP. It's interesting. I can't remember the last time a safety's ever been MVP for a football team. Roy Williams. Uh, that year exactly is the last time yes, that a safety over 20 years uh mvp of a football team well there you go all right quick time out keep hitting the text on 651-3439 we'll be back this is your home for sooner fans the ref sports radio network Fowler Automotive is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values lie far beyond the showroom. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every thriving community. And it's important to us that we help build the communities that our dealerships call home. Stop by any of our six Oklahoma dealerships to see the Fowler standard hard at work. We pride ourselves on being friendly, helpful, honest, and fair. This is what drives us every day. Fowler Automotive, a proud partner. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. 
Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. As always, a lot of good stuff to get to on the text line. We'll do that momentarily. Bruce Feldman did tweet this out about 25 minutes ago. Uh-oh. I think we talked about it on Tuesday. OU analyst Matt Wells is set to become the quarterback's coach, associate head coach, co-OC at Kansas State. Nice. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's not too surprising there. Best no. of luck to him. Best of luck to him. Um, Which I guess Colin Klein was their uh, quarterback's coach before he left for A&M, right? Yeah. Yeah. Along with the OC. And a shocking move. Wasn't that – that's got to be – I wonder how that was thought of up there at Kansas State. Probably hurt, man. I mean, that's a guy that – I don't know if he's on the Mount Rushmore of Kansas State football, but he was a Heisman finalist. Like, they haven't had many Heisman finalists up there in the past, and – I don't know him personally, but it seems like he's a quiet, humble dude that didn't look for just the next big thing. I I bet they thought that he was going to be there a long time and probably the head coach maybe, there someday. Yeah, maybe you know? the head coach. Um, what's the latest on Will Howard? Have we? Has there been anything? Ohio State visit is happening. He okay. he's visited USC and Miami so far, um, but it sounds like at some point this week, maybe he's there today. I don't know that he's going to visit Ohio State. So he's pondering. Uh, those three schools, and I guess the NFL as well, which I would just say, I, I think it's a similar conversation with him that we were having with Gabriel when he was trying to make up its mind. It's, man, Will Howard, you, you, especially if Ohio State, USC, and Miami want you to be their quarterback, you could probably make as much going to one of those three schools next year as you could in the NFL, and it, it, it extends your career out one year further. Because yeah. I just don't. I don't think he's got a great NFL career on on his hands. I don't think that's his future. You wouldn't think. Sometimes you just you never know whatever situation you get into and what offense maybe suits you. It's kind of hard to to picture Will Howard having a some type of really successful NFL career. I guess you never know, but in the current climate of college football. You never know what next year's going to hold or what regulation they may put on it. You kind of, while the market is red hot for experienced quarterbacks in college football and you can get a one-year NIL deal for maybe a million bucks or more. Heck yeah, to be the starter, to be the, to be the guy. I think you got to go take it, don't I, you? I think you absolutely do. Uh, one quick like one quick conversation here on analysts because that's what Matt Wells was here. Mm-hmm. Like we talk, like if it goes good, if it goes bad, we talk about the the head coach or the position coaches. We don't really ever blame an off the field an analyst for anything that goes right or anything goes that goes wrong. How do you how do you place a value on a really good off the field analyst? Like I don't know how you do it, but how valuable are those really to a program? Well, I guess it just depends on. Number one, how good the the analyst is, and like what their track record is, and what they bring to the table, and and how many people, uh, how how they have influence over the program. I mean, some places you may have a a really strong willed offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, and no matter what any analyst there says, they don't really give it much uh credence they don't don't follow that guidance much but other places you may have uh an analyst that's got 
a really great background and works really great with the group and has great ideas about scouting and personnel and game plan and could have a really huge influence over what direction the team goes. You just, it's hard to know who fills those spots and who doesn't whenever you don't have much of a, of an idea of what goes on behind closed doors. So, you know, I would just say that the more people, the more capable people that have experienced a wider range of, of, of issues like successes failures, personnel problems that they've had to navigate through and, um, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Like, it can be a super valuable resource for, for coaching staffs. Unless it's Butch Jones at Alabama. I agree with right. that. Right. Yes. Then it's just a paycheck, you know. <laughs> it's hanging out. Butch tries to speak up at the uh, the coaches' meeting there. Yeah, I bet that <laughs> that went over well at the time. Though they did douse him with Gatorade uh, nice. when Alabama beat Tennessee his first year that he was at Bama. That's right. I remember, that. I remember uh, that. Okay, text line. Glenn from Nashville says, a technical question for Butkus and Bednarik Award winner Teddy Lehman. That's you. Mm-hmm. A buddy of mine and our, that are, a buddy of mine and I are concerned that after the Alamo Bowl, it appears Jackson Arnold does not see the field well as a college quarterback, evidenced by the three picks. Please convince us that we are all wrong and he will be totally fine. Well, he may not have saw it well in that game. I mean, I'm not saying that you are wrong, but I think what you have to ask yourself is, is he allowed to be better throughout his college career than he was in his first collegiate start against a top 15 team? I mean, that's the thing is it's not necessarily what he looked like in that game. It's how much better does he get from this point forward some guys never get better some guys never see it some guys can never catch up with the speed um you know you're guessing out there you don't know how to anticipate it you don't know how to how to read it you don't know how to trust your offensive line to and you can keep your eyes downfield you're always looking at the rush I mean it just kind of has to uh depend on what he does moving forward I saw some elite arm talent, some some really good touch, some really accurate balls, some really good patience and pocket awareness, some athleticism when once he got out and decided to run with it. I saw a bunch of really good things out there. But yeah, I saw some mistakes as well, but I'm willing to to wait a little bit and see how much he improves. I mean, I think there's a ton of talent there. It's not a shock that you don't see his absolute best he'll ever have to offer in his first opportunity. I mean, that's that's the thing. You guys may be right about what you saw in the Arizona game, but that doesn't mean he's damned for the rest of his career to be that same exact guy as feel, a true freshman. I feel like we'll go back to this point uh, around a million times through the next, what, 270 days or yeah. whatever it is. It's What's the what's the narrative around the game if Farouk just doesn't fumble and you end up going to score there? Like we we still talk about some of the mistakes that were made, but I I feel like the the thought around Jackson Arnold's performance might be a little bit different. It might be be more of 
Boy, he started rough, but how about that kid, man? How yeah. about that resolve to come back the way that he did and throw a couple of those touchdown passes? Right. Versus, you know, getting I you know, I think in the that, fourth quarter. I think that I mean, you there's a bunch of guys that you can point to that were in that game. Drake Stoops. Like the first time you saw Drake Stoops appear in a football game, did you think that he's going to be an all-conference wide receiver? I actually did call that one. The you first did. Game. You're the only guy <laughs> no, I, that you I called wish, it. I wish. Did you think he's going to be a all-Big 12 leading receiver on the football team? Mm. Well, probably not. Guys improve. Guys grow. Guys get better. So um, I saw some really good things, saw some bad stuff, but I think that I think he's got a ton of potential. We'll see if he if he can get there. Cherokee Sooner says, looks like Tim's, uh, Tim's got some wiggle. Got a little wiggle got in him. Got a little wiggle in him. He did show a little wiggle in yep. him in, in that game. Uh, 539, I think Stutzman is the MVP simply because our two losses were while he was injured or unavailable. We were a much lesser team without him there. Yeah. I mean, there's some truth to that, but – my God, you got an interception in the Kansas game in their territory with like two minutes left to go in the game, right? Was it that late? I don't it know why late. I thought it was because they got the interception from Bowman, then they got the interception from Downs, Downs late. I don't know why I thought that was at some point in the third quarter because that was the play no. that he, wasn't that the play that Stutzman got hurt on in the end zone? No, the Downs interception. Okay, what are you talking about here? I'm talking about the Ethan Downs interception yes. at Kansas yes. with the lead. Correct. On Kansas' side of the field Correct. was like was like right before all we had to do after yes, that play right. was get a first down. I guess I thought you were talking about Stutzman's. I thought you were no, saying no, no. Stutzman's pick was late. Yes, that's no, correct. No, I'm saying that I know Stutzman was out, but like, all you got to do is get a first down Correct. and you win that football game. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Mark in Newcastle, what would a season where Gentry Williams was the de- was the team MVP look like? Uh, a season where he has a ton of interceptions. I guess, yeah. Bunch of bunch of pick sixes on defense. Again, and- it's it's hard to it, it was hard enough with safety. We had to go back to Roy Williams. When's the last time OU's had a season where the corner was the team MVP? They've had some Really good corners over the history of the of the program. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, you got to go back a ways for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Dodger Blade. I'm backing Tyler on the Drake Stoop thing. I heard him say it. How was that? Yeah, I agree. I remember <laughs> yeah. that. I remember the exact episode. Uh, Sean says preseason Heisman hopeful. Gavin Freeman is it MVP? I don't know. That was a pretty big reverse where he tried to airmail himself to a first down in the uh, in the um, Alamo Bowl. Boy, they um, the mood on him today versus what it was before the year, and it's like Stutzman said it. I, I mean, heck, everyone. I, Brent Venable said it too. Yeah, he said it wasn't even close. Like in the spring, who their most consistent or best receiver was. Maybe right. it was even training camp, but it was it was, it was spring or camp. training camp, yeah. yeah. Which is like I, I don't know. Well, where's that come from? Like, yeah, I, I, I'm willing to believe what he said was true. 
But if what he said was true, why didn't they ever play him? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Breaking news here. Breaking news. Uh-oh. Hold on. Let me make sure we're not getting trolled by the text line here before I uh, read this. Uh, let me scroll on Twitter here. Um, Why are you verifying anything? Just blurt it out. Okay, if it's not true, it's J.P. Sooner's fault. (laughs) I know, trying to be like Big J on a uh, radio show here. Trust but verify. It says Ted Roof is out. Slim Brady says, what do y'all think about Roof being gone? I don't know Mm. what I think about Roof being gone Mm. because Mm. I don't know what – that necessarily means Coach it. Venables announces defensive staff change, official from OU football. Huh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Th- uh, let me read this. It says, University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables announced Thursday that OU and defensive coordinator and backers coach Ted Roof have mutually agreed to part ways. Yeah. Interesting. Surprised about this? I Surprised? Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I'm surprised. I didn't I didn't feel like that was going to be the case. Didn't have uh, much of a an idea that it was coming. You, f- it kind of always had the uh, the feeling that it wasn't a long term. Yeah, we thought thing, that initially. You know? Sure. So okay. I my my question though is, like, I don't think Venables makes that move unless he's. There's someone that he's idea. And now we talk about the next backer coach. There Who we that's going to be. There we go. I hope it's Brian Odom. I don't know if it is, but I hope it is. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Keep hitting the text line 651 3439. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405 651 3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Introducing the Oklahoma Breast Center, a beacon of hope in the fight against breast cancer. With the guidance of Dr. Denise Rabel, our team of breast cancer specialists delivers the most advanced treatments for your best possible outcome. From diagnosis to survivorship, we guide you every step of the way, placing an emphasis on compassion, communication, and emotional support. Here, you're not just a patient, your family. Let us stand with you on your journey to healing. To learn more, visit OklahomaBreastCenter.com or call 405-307-2623. Hey, everybody. Josh Elmer here. Oklahoma high school basketball is... Cure the best seats remaining for as little as $35. That's right. Catch the reigning national champs all season long for just 35 bucks. Reserve your seats today at Soonersports.com slash tickets. Well, in case you missed it, big news just dropped. Brent Venables announced that he and Ted Roof have mutually agreed to part ways. And it's not just hiring a linebackers coach, it's linebackers and defensive coordinator. So that's kind of the the aspect of it that maybe I'm most interested in is, okay, well, you're going to hire a new backers coach, but is that new backers coach your quote-unquote defensive coordinator? Do you just promote B. Hall, Brandon Hall, to your next defensive coordinator? Does it really matter at all because Brent Venables is really calling the defense the entire time? I, it feels like right. Brent was definitely more hands-on with the defense this year, and I guess I wouldn't expect that to change, regardless who uh, who the new coordinator is. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, 
I don't know who's going to be calling plays, but I think you would have to you have to assume that you're going to be coordinating and calling plays from Venables' defense, right? Sure. So yeah. it's it's his defense. Make no mistake about it. Right, and with if someone else is calling it, then he's got clear veto. Um, power on any call that's about to be signaled into the defense so <laughs> yeah. just so just so you know i you may be calling the plays but they have to pass through final approval before they hit the field or hit the signal guy i tell you who the favorite candidate is right now yeah and you've got the text line pulled up just like i do i was about to say the top three texts i'll say the same name until bfc says we want layman um, well i'm but Oh, go ahead. Address your position with the OU defensive staff. I will not be – well, i got to be careful how I word this. Um, let me just say, like, I'm focused on doing radio here at the ref for the time being, for the future. Hey. I, I fully intend to be do, doing radio here – at the station moving forward. That makes me feel so much better. If you would have said, hey, I'm not going to be the next backers coach at OU, then I would have been worried. Or LSU. I will not be the next linebacker coach at LSU. (laughs) I'm telling you that right now. Now I'm nervous. (laughs) Now I'm nervous all over again. No, Brian Odom is what uh, a lot of people are wanting right now on the text line. Well, And um, I'm kind of there as well. Without really researching a ton of linebackers. Like, if you just – Ask me a name right now without looking a whole lot into it. Yeah, Brian Odom would. Yeah, I like the way that he's recruited in the past, even even here. Oh, he's excellent at recruiting. Um, I think he's a really good linebacker coach. Um, I, you know how I feel on it. Uh, I think I think Brian Odom is as good as it gets. Um, you know, he's clearly recruiting is. Excellent. Tackett Curtis, who's yep. going to be a star in the sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Stutzman, Kip yep. Lewis, yep. right? Kip Lewis, Kobe McKenzie as yep. well. Yep. I mean, really, just almost every backer that OU has on on campus right now. And, and Brent gets credit for that, as does Ted Roof and James Skalski. But he can he can recruit, man, for sure. Yeah. So I think a lot of people as of right now would be happy if that's if that's the move. Right. I, I'm I'm just I'm. I'm curious to see where it goes, what direction. I mean, because that's a big hire. That's a big move. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what he's going to be thinking. If he's going to bring in a some like someone that's going to be the defensive coordinator and linebacker coach, like Roof was, because you you don't have a enough spots to hire both. So my guess is he's going to hire a linebacker coach and then there'll be probably either defensive coordinator or co-defensive coordinator with someone else. And I, 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 if they I promote just, anyone from within as defensive, I think I would think it'd be Brandon Hall. Like I, maybe, right. maybe there's a chance here that they just hire a backers coach and you're the linebackers coach, but Brandon Hall is now the defensive coordinator of this staff. I, right. I could I could see that happen. But you said bring in, and I, I, I wouldn't say right now that I think that this is super likely, 
but what percentage would you put it at that they don't hire from outside, they just promote James Skalski as backers coach, and then Brandon Hull's your defensive coordinator? It's got to be it's got to be on the radar. I don't know I don't know where I would like percentage chance I would put on it. I think he's pro- maybe a little bit I I I can't make the call. I I was going to say maybe he's a little young for that, but that that's not necessarily the always the case, you know. He's only been a year into it, but you know, if you've got the talent for it and you got the ability for it, that doesn't much matter. So I don't know. I don't know how big of a part of all of that he was this last year. You know, it's it's kind of hard to make that call. So you just have to kind of wait and see what's going on with it. Well, I, I had know. a full show planned today. I scrap all that. Maybe we'll move it tomorrow. I don't know. But it's Ted Roof and the future of the OU uh, linebacker position. Yeah. Here we go. Buckle well, in. So, we'll uh, and, and we got so many texts. Keep sending them in. Who you want, your, your thoughts on it, who should be the next defensive coordinator, we'll, uh, we'll get to as many as we can today, I promise. And I'm watching the text line, and every possible combination of current coach – Yes. And, and yeah. like linebacker or former linebacker from Oklahoma is being mentioned right now. Every single combination. It's great. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405 651 3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Purple Wave Auction understands that it takes the right equipment to maximize profits in the field. That equipment is up for auction every week at purplewave.com. Bid on hundreds of items from John Deere, Kubota, Case IH, and more. Our marketplace transparency makes bidding on those tractors, balers, and sprayers safe and easy. Equipment sells to the highest bidder regardless of price. Get started now at Purple Wave. Can make all the difference. Especially someone from the community. Someone who knows the students. And the obstacles they might be facing. At Communities in Schools, our site coordinators surround students with a community of support. To ensure that they have everything they need to engage in learning. We go all in for kids, all day, every day. To learn more, visit communitiesinschools.org. Cavens Group bringing you the sour of the rush. If you have an emergency 24 hours a day, give Cavens a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold, remediation, and crime scene cleanup. That's Cavens Group at cavensgroup.com. Uh, Ted Roof and OU have mutually agreed to part ways. That's what the release said about 25 minutes ago. Blue says, Brian Odom or elevate James Skalski to linebackers coach. Uh, 940, would OU consider going back to Speed D? Have you seen Tech saying, uh, bring back Alex Grinch? <laughs> Put him at the backers coach? No. No, I, I think a couple people were jokingly saying that, but I don't think that's going to lead the votes today. Right? Yeah. Um, I I don't think Alex Grinch um, is a candidate for the next defensive coordinator at the University of Oklahoma, but I don't know that. Big John from Texas says, "Can you imagine Tedrick on a recruiting call with the snowflakes? Would be so awesome for those youngsters to get a full <laughs> dose of Big Teddy. Bring back the boss." What the hell you mean you want eight hundred thousand in NIL? <laughs> just it'd be just a constant laugh. I you would choose a profession where you would have to relive 
a pretty tough part of your life from the years 2000 to 2001. Which well, I, even in 02 and 03, it sounds like it got a little bit easier. It'd be a different relationship, but yeah. you two have a special relationship for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know that it would be like there's a lot of things about coaching football that I think would be so awesome and so rewarding, but those things are so. I flooded out by the things that would be miserable and just you, you'd hate to do it every single day. Like, Oh, I mean, like co- coaching and developing is still a big part of the job, but there's so many yeah. other big elements to the job now. It's like alongside with that, that you would hate every single one. And of those. some people are great at that. Like dealing with recruits, dealing with their parents, dealing with, the uncle dealing with demands. Like, oh, there's people that are great at that. I am not great at that. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text coming. Hour number two is next. <laughs> 